Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Getting Close with Mike Marbach podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I think the last one was either Jack and the Wolf or Secret Pants, um, but I'm glad to be doing this for the Philly Podcast Festival. Uh, just to take a moment to talk about the location and the sponsor of the podcast, Philly Improv Theater. We're on the Philly Improv Theater stage right now, which is at 2830 Sansom inside the Adrian Theater. And uh, there are shows here five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday nights are free, and it's also a training center. Uh, depending on how fast I am able to post this podcast, uh, there may still be a sale going on on intro classes. So if you're interested in... Uh, learning the art of improv, uh, learning how to craft uh, a stand-up act uh, or uh, a sketch, or just want to meet some friends and fuck around for at least two hours a week, uh, you can do that here at Philly Improv Theater for the low, low price of $199, which is $100 off the normal eight-week class, and you get free access to shows. Uh, it's a pass to get you into all-fit shows for free. Enough of that. Uh, let's get on with the podcast and welcome my guest, for this episode of the podcast, Tim Butterly. Tim. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I had said last year that, um, or I didn't say last year. Last year I had Mike Rainey, your buddy. Right. Best friend in the whole world. The Rain Train mm -hmm. uh, on the podcast for this episode last year for the for the festival. You completed uh, the whole set I, now. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm good. Mm. I can retire happy. I would recommend it, actually. <laughs> Retiring where, where happy? Do you, yeah, where do you go from here? Down. <laughs> down. Way down. Um, I usually start these by chatting about uh, just kind of what... Uh, yeah, make yourself comfortable. You can cross. <laughs> you can I, cross I feel... I, this is, you know, this is comfy for me, but I'm fine. Good. Uh, talking about what got you into comedy. And that could be uh, really anything. Um, like, how, how old were you when you thought that maybe you were funny and this is, this is something you might want to do. I have, I have a hard time remembering how old I was for anything that <coughs> happened to me before, I don't know, 20, 20 years old. Okay. Like before I was 20, I was just, I was the same age. I just, I don't I think I, I hit my head a lot. Okay. I've had numerous concussions mm -hmm. and uh, so it, it makes it hard to recall like dates. Are you, uh, is that a bit or have you actually had numerous no, concussions? No, I've had so many concussions. How that, are you getting concussions? Uh, I don't know. I was I, I was always like uh, like clumsily sized. Like I was always like a bigger person than I expected. So I was just like just nailing like signs and like doorways and stuff. And also like I crashed a car. I fell off a bike. And uh, at this point, I have like terrible vision problems. And I get migraines. And I got like really good insurance. And I asked the doctor. Well, like I was like, you know, I'm I'm rolling in the insurance money now. What do we do? He was like. Oh, no, there's, like, fluid inside of your eyeballs, so I just wear a helmet whenever you can now. So I was like, all right, well, so that's... So, uh, so no, it's not a bit, but... Uh, <laughs> so much as a major <laughs> yeah, it's, medical it's issue. Borderline disability. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that, so, yeah, so I was young. I do remember being very young, and uh, I guess... I, like, some of my earliest comedy memories are, like, um, uh, in the summer. I was always an indoor kid, okay. and I was watching, like... Uh, like 80s and early 90s reruns of Saturday Night Live on Comedy Central because they would play them every weekday. How and like kids you? in the hall and stuff. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Right now, I'm 28. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I always go with really stupid questions because I have a cognitive... No. Um, I, I'm 28. So I, I guess, I don't know. 
I, I was seeing like Bill Murray bits in like they, they were scattered around. They played all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. Um, so I always loved that, and I loved Kids in the Hall before I could understand why Kids in the Hall was great. Yeah. And then uh, I watched like I watched a lot of neat like stand up half hours on Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, like, like David Tell, I loved uh, when I was a kid. I loved Dane Cooks. Like I was in high school, I loved Dane Cooks half hour on Comedy Central. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he's somebody. This could get a little off a of sidetrack, please. Uh, but he's somebody that uh, kind of gets made fun of a lot in mm-hmm. stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a stand up, why do you think that is? Because it's so like uh, so like surface level and cheese. Like I, I guess you would say cheesy. But uh, I mean that's that's how you that's how you fucking get that paper. Yeah, you make uh, you make everybody laugh. I remember he was huge. Uh, uh, I think one of the first. Big comedians to kind of break through via social media. Uh, I remember he was like huge on MySpace. Yeah, he had a huge CD that came out. I forget what it was called, but it had like a white cover. I guess yeah. I don't. Again, the memory <laughs> is just not there. But uh, I th- I don't think he like changed and got worse. I just think he's the same, and he was really geared toward me at like sixteen or seventeen years old. And I thought he was like the funniest shit I ever saw. Okay. And then there was also like a, there was a Nick Swardson half hour. He was like. I don't know, 11 years old in that one. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, a lot of Comedy Central stuff yeah. got me into uh, wanting to do comedy. And then I never pursued it at all until, I mean, I, Christ, I think I think my second kid was like a year old before I even tried stand-up. So I, I sat on it for a while. I thought about it yeah. for 20 years. Uh, how old were you when you, you, I don't know how old you were when you had your second kid. Uh, so He's turning four Oh, I'm going to work. I got all the math lined up in my okay. head right now. All so right. he's turning four next week, and I've been doing this three and a half years. So he was like six months old. So I, was, it was three and a half years ago, I was, I just turned 25. Great. There we go. There it is. We did it. Math. <laughs> I know I said there wouldn't be math involved in the podcast. I apologize. No, you can't make promises in comedy. <laughs> that's, that's the number one rule. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but you didn't do any kind of, uh, what about growing up? Were you known as a, a funny kid? Yeah, I had to be funny because I was just, I had nothing else going for me. I was like a doughy, like lazy kid. <laughs> I just brought nothing to the table. But every once in a while, I would just like pop out a line and people would laugh. And I could just go back to, you know, playing Super Nintendo with no one, you know, really giving me a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I was also really sensitive and terrified of everything. So I would get my feelings hurt a lot. I probably cried a lot as a kid. And uh, I would deal with like, <coughs> other aggressive kids or like tense situations by just trying to make people laugh meanwhile I was usually bigger than everybody I was just I don't know I don't, not, not sheltered but I was real shy and sensitive yeah so I, I had to deflect with like laughter and stuff like that and it always worked do you remember uh, like any particular uh, moments where you kind of got out of something because uh, you were funny uh, or kind of diffused the situation that's an odd question but no 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 it's a, it's a good one Um, I, there was like a like a big group of kids at like a playground that were gonna fight, and one kid mentioned like bringing a gun and stuff, and I just started ripping in like one of the other kids. I started making fun of them so bad, but it was clear that I was also like really making fun of myself, and it really just all the tension just dissipated, and nothing happened. That was the end of it, and it was like I realized what happened. I was like, that was pretty fucking cool, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm terrified of violence, but I really dislike it, unless it's like on, uh, in internet form. Mm-hmm. So I was always, and I grew up in a really terrible place. So I, I replaced, you know, the potential for violence with uh, 
making dopes laugh. Yeah. All right. Um, what about uh, any sort of were you like a class clown at all? You said you were shy. Yeah, right? yeah. I was I was a class clown because uh, I was super smart, so it was easy to get grades when I was real young. So I, I never did the to work. Get good grades, yeah. Yeah, to get good grades. I got good grades. It was real easy. Uh, I was like super super smart, so I didn't have to like try real hard. So I, I got bored a lot and just goofed around. And, uh, you know, another big plus from that was, like, I didn't really fit in with all the kids. And a lot of them are, like, in jail or OD'd. So, I, yeah, I survived to be, like, healthy and, like, uh, prosperous. So, I, you know, humor is, like, the, the biggest thing in my life. Yeah. That's why I got this cool-ass haircut. <laughs> uh, for me, it was, like, kind of the opposite. I wasn't a class clown, um, but... I also was pretty smart, and I would kind of I would choose not to do things because I already I kind of knew where my grades were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can better use this time uh, beating a particular video game. Oh, that, uh, I mean, that's, rather that's than completing this report. That's like the same. I mean, that's almost the same exact thing. And uh, you know, I just manifested my boredom in video games, but also in you know, goofing around. I think I made a joke about cocaine once at a family party when I was like nine years old. <laughs> And everyone was so surprised. I just regurgitating something I saw in a movie, I guess. But everybody laughed so hard, and that they, they kind of excused the fact that it was way out of line. But uh, that was just where my brain went when I was super bored and intelligent. What uh, just along the the kid stuff? Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of video games were you playing? Because even even now, you'll mention uh, on Facebook or Twitter, you'll you'll bring up different video games from around what I'm guessing was the time. Uh, oh yeah, I still play all those video. Games. I still I, I played video games constantly still new and old but at the time it was just me and my super nintendo and uh my my dad took me out for my birthday and he bought me uh or he let me use my birthday money to buy final fantasy 4 which was one of those old japanese role-playing games where it was there was just lines and lines and lines of text that you would have to read to understand what was going on yeah so it was i was in like second grade and i struggled with it because i didn't get what to do but you know through uh Reading comprehension and stuff, I just just kept putting myself further and further away from other kids by getting smarter and also, you know, not spending any time with them. <laughs> My thing was always fighting games. Oh, yeah. yeah big, I never big, got into uh, any of the role-playing games. I didn't want to give it the time, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what was your favorite fighting game? Ooh, uh, probably Street Fighter 2. Okay, good. Uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, and then the original Mortal Kombat yeah. when that came out. Um, I never got into... Things I guess uh, you had to be rich if you had a Neo Geo. I I to this day do not know a Neo Geo owner. Yeah, me either. I think about saving up for them sometimes. They too. were just weren't they just kind of console arcade? Yeah, it was, it was the arcade unit. Yeah. You actually had to buy like I, I guess they sold home versions, but like they were gigantic cartridges. I don't know yeah. actually. I come to think of, I've never seen a Neo <laughs> Geo game in person, but I think the boxes were huge. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, oh my god. You couldn't even rent them from Blockbuster. That's no. how fancy they were. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never seen one, but I remember seeing the games, and I remember getting, like, EGM, Electronic Gaming yeah. Monthly, or yeah, oh, Game yeah. Pro, and they would have ads for them. Eventually, uh, Game Gallery or Funko Land had the Game Funko Informer tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, and you would get the stupid 15% off card, and they would send you Game Informer every month. And, uh, oh, you know what? 
if I, as a kid, knew someone that was like, I know a guy with a Neo Geo, I'd call him a fucking liar. I'd have a violent reaction to that. I'd be like, you do not shut up. They'd be like, yeah, no, my uncle, this kid on my uncle's street, he's got a Neo Geo. Yeah. Like, get the fuck and, out of my and face, And we played kid. on my dad's boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a cop, ask him. <laughs> nope, you're the biggest liar I ever met. We rented a virtual boy from Blockbuster one what? time, which was terribly disappointing. Yeah. But since no one had ever bothered to, it was it still smelled like it was fresh out of the box. So, and you had to put your face in it. You had to put your face in the virtual boy. So I still can recall exactly how it felt on my face and what it smelled like and how disappointed I was at the same time. That was awesome. Well, I'm sure Nintendo also associates the smell of disappointment with the virtual, virtual boy. You should uh, bottle it. Yeah. Sell, sell give, it to, give it to uh, too much hope. I was going to say sell it to Wigger Step Kids. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. So you were uh, tied up with video games. Big dork. Yeah, big. You were big I didn't big want to say deflective that. Dork. I was big dork. Yeah. Um, uh, lazy as could could be. Just you didn't do anything lazy. as far as uh, in high school getting into comedy or. or um, no, I was I was a troubled uh, teenager in high school, mm-hmm. just terribly depressed. And I actually stopped even like doing the bare minimum to get by. I went to like summer school a couple times. I wasn't like doing. Actually, I was doing bad stuff. I was stealing constantly, but like, no, I, you didn't. You didn't get in trouble for that kind of thing when you're like able to run fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just run away from situations. Um, what do you? What were you stealing? If you don't mind me, uh, I would steal literally everything just for. No, I would go to drugstores and steal just like toothpaste, knowing that my parents were buying it and stuff like that. Like I would steal deodorant. Um, I would uh, the Tower Records. These on are South things Street. that are necessary. They, but but like they're provided for <laughs> you when yeah. you're a teenager. Yeah. I would go to uh, the Tower Records on South Street and just steal my brains out. And that always felt like an accomplishment because I was like, man, they give a shit. They don't want you stealing stuff there. Yeah. Um, they were also Tower. I, I worked at Tower in the Northeast. Okay. Uh, and I'm surprised that they were in business as long as they were as a company. Uh, right. Because they, they were ridiculously overpriced on everything. Yeah. You. Uh, I mean, if you wanted something from there and didn't want to steal it, you could buy it cheaper almost anywhere else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad I was stealing from them. They, were, they they should have set fair prices. I was like setting, I was setting a balance. They gave you no choice. Yeah. So I I I did a lot of stealing. I didn't do drugs. Uh, I didn't play any sports. And uh, no drugs. Yeah, no, I didn't do any drugs in high school. Oh, you know why I didn't do any drugs? Because uh, before okay, so before I went to high school, I was at like the local Catholic school, and then from Catholic school, I had to go. Well, we can say it. What? What was the school? Oh, it was St. Joan of Arc in Kensington. Okay. Or Port Richmond or Harrogate, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Is it still open? No, I think it's like a uh, charter school now. Yeah. For like Latinos or something. <laughs> They're all um, shutting down. Uh, well, all the public schools are like, they have like the for sale signs on them now, which is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to the other depressing stuff. <laughs> no. Uh, so when I was in St. Joan of Arc, <clears throat> all the older kids in the neighborhood were just complete zeros going nowhere and probably so were a lot of us but uh they all did tons of drugs drugs were so easy to get people were smoking wet they were like 13 years old they were smoking wet what's that weed in a bottle it's just been like soaked in formaldehyde or whatever yeah it smells terrible and it like was ruining people's lives people Mm. were ODing and stuff but uh (laughs) I had never heard of that you never heard of wet no man where are you from uh northeast Philly you're from northeast Philly and you've never heard of wet you're lying about one of those two things (laughs) (laughs) I, if I've heard of it, I, I haven't given it any thought. It was because uh, it was always in a little jar, like a tiny jar instead of a bag. I, I was, I guess I was more sheltered than uh, than you. 
Well, I wasn't. I wasn't sheltered. I was uh, just lazy. I was more, <laughs> more dorky than you. Yeah, it was horrifying. So, like, you had all these like preteens doing crazy drugs, and then ecstasy got real big in our I neighborhood. Heard of ecstasy, and uh, everyone started doing ecstasy. I was like, this is crazy. It felt like a movie to me. And then uh, the, there was rumors that started. And it was every time, uh, like, a dude or two dudes did E together, there was a rumor that they made out. They were like, they were feeling so good that they just made out and jerked each other off. So everyone stopped doing ecstasy because they didn't want that going around about them. I forget what, I, I forget what the point Oh, yeah, so anyway, uh, then, uh, like, I guess to get me out of the neighborhood, they uh, had me apply to Northeast High School for the Magna program. Mm-hmm. And I did because I was super smart, and I got in. And then suddenly I was taking two buses to get to school every day. And, uh, I was so far removed that, you know, all the people washed out while I was gone. Jeez. Yeah. So no drugs. Yeah, no drugs. <laughs> I I think they're awesome. I love drugs, but uh, I didn't I didn't do any when I was like probably able to enjoy them most. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Where that sounds it? like a, a dance company upstairs. Is that it? There might be dance happening. Yeah. I saw four guys harmonizing outside. And uh, it immediately gave me a panic attack. I don't know why. They were they were probably on ecstasy. There's going to be rumors. You know what I heard? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I mean, you, you don't you didn't do drugs uh, in the the not for nothing podcast, mm-hmm. which uh, you do here at the theater with uh, with Rain Train, uh, Mike Rainey. Uh, you guys talk a lot about. Uh, it comes up a lot. Uh, perk. Perks. Yeah, Percocets. Perks 30s. Well, I mean, the uh, the Philadelphia area, like, white trash American dream is that you take a job that you hate just long enough to fake an injury there, and then you just take painkillers and collect disability <laughs> until, you know, you're too fat to leave the house. That's, that's like, you know, Philadelphia was founded on that. <laughs> so that's why we make fun of that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 got, I got, like, family that does that shit. Yeah. Uh, is that where the where that sort of character comes from? Is just growing up and seeing. Yeah, yeah. I know those characters really well. Oh, everybody in Philadelphia knows those yeah. characters really well. It's I mean, it's the same people you see commenting on like Philly dot com articles. It's, yeah, they're super opinionated and they don't know a single thing about the world outside of like I don't know how to get out of jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost, it's always by accident. They like write on the paper like it better not be a black dude. <laughs> I got excused again, dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, how did, because uh, you two do it together. Yeah. Uh, and the way that that... Uh, well, you, you discovered us. It, it, I, it, but you guys were already kind of doing that sort of thing. Yeah, we had like a running start. Yeah. Uh, I was down in the, it was before a theme show here, here at Fitz mm-hmm. um, for, I think it was the specific Johns. Right? I forget what was happening that night. Uh, I think I was filling in for somebody in a sketch. Yeah, I think everybody was filling in yeah. <laughs> uh, in that particular night. Uh, down in the basement of the Shubin, that horrible, horrible basement. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so it's before we go on, and you two, you and Mike, were just doing those two characters, just kind of having a conversation. And I was just like, do you think you two can do this <laughs> on a stage in front of people? Uh, and then the Not For Nothing podcast was born through that. Oh, man, what a moment for us. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many people uh, want, to, want to see that as a regular show. I, I, I mean, and it's a goal of mine to just do that more regularly. Um, I, I love it so much, and it's so easy because part of like that, like that major character flaw, aside from you know 
wanting to scam people and do drugs is that they just ramble. Yeah. They they ramble con- I mean it's it's I when I when I start to like get into that rhythm with Rainy, I just picture myself like leaning on like the lottery counter at a corner <laughs> store. Just like, Hey Timmy is your dad still got that truck? All right, and then like yeah. they, they it's just they take up your time as the cashier is going through five hundred different numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you hear the the. <laughs> oh, could you check this one for me? Yeah, yeah. Shelly asked me to uh, bring this one down. Said to double check it. Yeah. It looks like you fucked up. She had the right number. You fucked up. She got the same number. Not for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's where number nothing comes from. That's. They they will yeah. they will talk to you for an hour and the first three words is yeah not for nothing but fucking I should have went pro out of high school otherwise I wouldn't have fucking fallen on the job like that and been stuck here uh, this you know maybe we'll we'll see how this how this goes but now that we're on the the topic uh, if I throw out just something uh, can you just kind of improv in that in that character oh I, quick, I quick monologue yeah it's not a stretch. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, topic is uh, the movies. Fucking, I don't agree with most movies except for Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> which is the only one I've seen in the past 25 years because I cried at it and I am not trying to relieve, relive that type of emotion. <laughs> Catherine, you want to throw out any kind of suggestion? Uh, burgers. Burgers. Burgers are pretty decent. Fucking a lot of dudes try to make their own and shit, but I'm not trying to throw paprika or nothing. It's fucking whatever comes out of the freezer. That's, that's that'll, that'll do me just fine. Keep that seed shit off my bun, though. <laughs> don't, don't know what the fuck I look like, dude. I ain't trying to fuck with no seeds. Uh, my mom, mom, God rest her soul, had a seed allergy, and just in her honor, like I promised, I was like, Mama, I'm never gonna fuck with seeds. <laughs> So that's that's that. I would do one more. Uh, uh, the bank. The bank. Yeah, they still got those. <laughs> yeah, you know, unemployment got direct deposit now. Shit's <laughs> fucking pretty decent. Uh, I love it. Um, all right, let's move away a little bit from from that. Although it might be too fun to not come back to, uh, <laughs> uh, and just talk about because uh, you do stand up. Uh, you were in the Phillies. primarily, yeah. Yeah, uh, Philly's funniest competition. How did that go? I did. It, I did it last year. I didn't do it this oh, year. You didn't do it this no, year. No, last okay. year I, did, I got to the semifinals, and then uh, this year I didn't sign up for it because I don't get any better at stand up. Not that I, not that I've ever gotten better at stand up, <laughs> but I don't get any better at it, and I have severe anxiety about it, and it like ruins my whole family summer. So I decided not to sign about up. About the for contest. It. Yeah, the contest. It fucks me up pretty bad, and then I ended up just repeating the same like. 7 to 15 minutes on stage thinking like I'm going to make this good enough to win a contest and I'm not because I you know I also don't want to do bits ever again because I can't write jokes so yeah I, I don't do contests anymore because I just do not believe in myself in that way and I feel like if I if I try to convince myself that I believe in myself that way then I come off as just completely disingenuous and less funny really shoot myself in the foot uh, you had said backstage uh that you haven't prepared a set in about a month? Yep. Yeah. <coughs> I told someone else that. They were like, what are you, bragging? And <laughs> I, I kind of, like, played it off with, like, bravado. Like, yeah, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> writing jokes? <laughs> but the real reason is that I am incapable of writing a joke. And uh, I feel way more comfortable just chit-chatting with the audience on stage. How does that work to develop a set? 
I don't know. I, I honestly don't have a clue what I'm doing. I don't know where <laughs> I'm going to go. I don't know what, what happens next. I, uh, hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah, have a seat. You guys good? Great. Cool. So, yeah, no, I can't write jokes. I just want to chit-chat with the audience. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if I'm just enthusiastic and complimentary enough mm. and I just swear at them a little bit, then <laughs> they think I'm a weird guy and they'll laugh at, you know, dumb shit I say. Do you write down things that go well? Uh, and then try to try to re- rework No, I, I never write anything down, but I do. Yeah, I do try to uh, keep a, a, a note in the back of my head about stuff that works a little bit, and then I'll just talk about it again and try to see if anybody can relate to me. I, I spent a show. I spent. Uh, I had a ten minute set somewhere, and I spent most of it asking if anybody did any cool shit this summer, and it was just working. It was fun. What was the coolest thing somebody uh, somebody Some guy said? went skydiving. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it was at the place in South Jersey where like people die all the time. <laughs> so I, I I switched gears from uh, like encouraging people to like jump shit off of ramps. I was like, oh, you don't don't go there. People die all the time. Don't you watch the news? What is it like uh... Free Fall Adventures? Uh, okay, that's where everybody dies. Free Fall Adventures uh, in one South of our Jersey. Sponsors Free Fall Adventures. <laughs> Apologies to Free Fall Adventures. You'll, you'll definitely survive or your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. Because they can't collect because they're dead. Is uh, uh, yeah, so now we got to go right back to it. Uh, Not for nothing guy <laughs> talking about free fall adventures. <laughs> I, don't fucking, I don't trust parachutes, dude. <laughs> fucking hurts. <laughs> you, you know who invented parachutes? Italian dudes. They're fucking, they're, 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 they were jumping out of blimps and shit like 200 years ago. They're like, yeah, I ain't trying to fucking fall so fast. <laughs> let, me, let me fucking put some Dago ropes on a blanket and see what happens. <laughs> so no thanks, dude. Do not fuck with parachutes. <laughs> Jumping out of whips. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna see myself out. Nah, I love it. Um, okay, uh, is there a comic that's kind of similar in style to you uh, right now that kind of maybe doesn't prepare a set that you you look to uh, that. Is sort of yeah. There's a question in there. Oh yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's like who's like a comic that's not very good. That's no. Um, um. I you know. All right. So I opened for uh, Big J Okerson in uh, Bethlehem, and uh, it was awesome because I thought he was super funny. But I'd never <coughs> seen him. I'd heard like an album of his, and uh, I went up and I was just I was just talking about like some guy in the front row had like cool shorts on. So I was just like just complimenting him in like the most aggressive way possible to get laughs and um i just like i said just chit-chatting with the front row and then he went up and he he was apparently the greatest at that of all time and i was like man that's all i want to do is just showcase my personality with you know whatever garbage these people bring to the show so yeah i want to be like big j when i grow up big j okerson yeah big j okerson i'm not sure i know him yeah i mean he doesn't do anything really outside of stand-up he's got a podcast that's pretty good um, but yeah, he's, he's mostly just a stand-up guy and not super mainstream, I guess. Uh, is there anything you can do to to get better at that? I don't know. Maybe just I mean, get I don't comfortable. Mean you. I mean, I'm not saying you're yeah, bad no. at it. You know, all right, so you know there's always that gap where people are like, I'm super funny in conversation, but I don't know how to translate that to the stage. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I want to see if I can do that. And I just if I just get comfortable. Um, like one thing I'm working on right now is if there's like a quiet moment, just not panic and start like trying to beg people to laugh or like me I'll just yeah. let it hang and see what's up um and I, I, I also try to avoid going to the self-deprecating like oh this joke's not funny <laughs> because yeah. I'd rather put a gun in my mouth yeah uh and I don't know so 
I don't know how to get better at that is the short answer. <laughs> um, have you – I don't think you have. Uh, have you done any kind of improv? Uh, you did the one at uh, in the Not For Nothing uh, Freaky Friday – uh, with uh, with Mike, you kind of did some improv in that, and that show itself is that show is, kind is of, entirely is improvised. Improv, yeah, yeah. We may, maybe we'll have some bullet points, but that's almost entirely improvised um, because it's so easy to just ramble as those guys. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I've al- I've always enjoyed crowd work, and uh, I, don't, I don't have any bits prepared for crowds, but that's that's like my favorite thing to do. Um, so I, I guess that counts as like a form of it. Mm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to break it down, um, but with... Uh, oh, you would know. I, I should actually just ask you questions. What should I do? <laughs> what do I do, Mike? <laughs> well, uh, here at the Philly Improv Theater, uh, we have classes in, <laughs> in improv, sketch, uh, and there's also uh, a stand-up workshop from time to time that can help you uh, craft an act. Oh, you know, I almost filled in teaching that a couple months ago. Yeah? Yeah, I almost filled in teaching the stand-up one. That would have been fun. Uh, well, it'll be back. Yeah. Uh, and, and people... Think sometimes like, well, you can't teach someone. You can't. You can't teach somebody how to how to do a stand up act. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they all talk like that too. Um, <laughs> Everyone I but, disagree with sounds like that. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, eat all that. Cool. Well, What's your problem? Yeah. Uh, but it's not just about uh, that. It's about meeting people with a similar interest. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, kind of getting comfortable in front of people. Uh, all things, yes, that you can do on your own. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be done on your. Yeah, plus, like, uh, you guys offering that class, this is, like, a you know a great group of people to be around to do that kind of thing. I mean, uh, there's other stand-up classes where I, I wouldn't send my dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 you know, I knew students in and the most got, recent class. And he's got a pretty funny dog, too. My dog's hilarious. Yeah. Big balls. It's just difficult to translate that into <laughs> yeah. Once Yeah, tra- once he's able to translate being a dog to the stage, I mean, yeah. he's just going to... You'll be good. He's going to get an agent. Yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> some cat with a tie on. <laughs> Uh, Look, he wants 15% up front. <laughs> That's a cat's talk in my head, so. Right. Not for nothing guy talking about cats. Probably unorthodox, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> Yo, cat, cats, are for, uh, cats are for mom-moms and widows. <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> the only reason I get a cat is to get the soup smell out of my house. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what about, uh, it, it, it's timely. Uh, but it, it's sad because he was one of my uh, one of my kind of comic heroes. But Robin Williams kind of going. Um, uh, did he have any kind of influence on you growing up? Yeah, when I saw when I saw Mrs. Doubtfire, I thought that was the funniest a person could be. Right. When I saw him in Mrs. Doubtfire, because like I was I was probably one of the kids' ages in the movie, like the little girls her, her age, and I was like, man, that, how, how's a person that? What do they give him in the morning? And it turns out he was massively depressed and addicted to a yeah. ton of stuff. But uh, that was super funny, and then I don't know. I never went back and like explored his older stuff. Yeah, I guess I was way too young. But um, what did he do after that? What did he do after? What was his Jumanji, follow? Jumanji. Oh think. my god, Jumanji, Aladdin. Yeah, he had a yeah. huge impact on my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think, it was mostly Robin Williams growing up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true for uh, for most people. I'm thirty four, thirty five, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think about it often. Um, but I think anybody from about, I'd say, 23, 24 to about my age uh, is kind of prime Robin Williams uh, fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because he was just hitting them hard, like, yeah. emotionally as kids. Like, I, I, I probably spent a lot of time trying to do the uh, genie's voice. Yeah. 
uh, Jumanji was the coolest idea for a story ever. And I was like, well, I gotta, I want to get trapped in a board game for a while. Didn't they try and do? Wasn't there a sequel? Not a sequel, but there was like a really, really similar movie that like took place in space. I thought it was something. like a space. Was it Zara, Zara, Zarathustra? Is that what that movie was? I'll look it up on my phone. Someone yeah, made a face like, like I was that. way off. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it started with a Z, no matter what it was. Uh, Zor, not Zora. Zathora. That sounds right, but it also sounds gross. That might be a superhero. Zathora. Great radio we got. Yeah, right. right now. Yeah, Zathora is a children's family sci-fi movie. Zathora. Yeah, that's a dumb title. Uh, <laughs> that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't see it. I'm not watching something with a dumb title. <laughs> yeah. What do I look like? Yeah, it's not. If it's not Shawshank Redemption, it's dumb. Dumb title. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna risk feeling things. Yeah, I remember when uh, I was when I was growing up, uh, the comic relief had. Uh, comic relief specials on yeah, HBO. Yeah. Uh, they were a big deal because my family had HBO, and uh, all my mom's, uh, my mom and dad's friends, uh, they they knew kind of the struggles of Robin Williams. It was pretty uh, parent, so he was he was kind of a, a draw for anybody with uh, kind of addiction issues. Right. Uh, and both of them had them, uh, so all of their friends from from NA would uh, come over and watch. Um, Gather around, and I'd be there with a whole bunch of uh, narcotics. And you don't know what wet is. What's I don't know what wet is. No. Oh man. Um, Yeah, and I come from a family of uh, addiction, (laughs) but good addiction, not like wet. (laughs) Wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome things. Yeah. Real addiction. Stuff you can get from doctors. Yeah. Come on. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I remember a whole bunch of people coming over watching those things. So for for me at least, it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal, kind of seeing that. I, I waited to see Goodwill Hunting until I was older because I, I don't know, I guess I just didn't give a shit. But I think I only first watched it like four years ago and I wept like a baby at like things he said in that thing. It was it was awful for me. Yeah. So uh he went out he went out like pretty high in my mind. Uh moving away from that a little bit. Sure. Um, but uh who are some of your favorite comics now? Some of my favorite comics now? Yeah. Uh Oh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. I love a lot. He's from Philly, right? Yeah, and I only just recently started giving a shit about... I actually... <laughs> no, 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 okay, so before, like... I only recently started giving a shit about where he's from. No, before a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't listened to stand-up on purpose in a very long time. It just gave me anxiety, because you're comparing yourself to these you know people who've been doing it forever. Yeah. So I listened to him. I listened to uh, Kurt Metzger just put out a really great album. It was just fucking insanely funny. And... Uh, I have a special place in my heart for uh, Reggie Watts because yeah. uh, I was my my wife went away for a week and I was alone with the kids for the longest I'd ever been. And uh, one night when my boy, who's three years old, he wouldn't go to bed, and I put on a video of Reggie Watts like doing some goofy garbage on Conan, and he loved it. And he talks about it all the time, and it was like the one of those quiet moments in your life that you're just like, shit felt cool for yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Reggie Watts is a special place. So yeah, I've been I've been digging those guys a lot lately. Uh, this is kind of along the same lines, but anybody other than than Robin that's uh, you wish was still around doing things, not even necessarily you know gone, but at least gone from from stand up or the spotlight in general. Oh, I, I think the easy answer is Patrice O'Neill. Oh yeah, 
That's pretty upsetting, right? Yeah. Wait, not necessarily dead, right? Not necessarily just, dead, but he is. Gone. I don't know. Does anybody quit? Who quits? Who, who's quit? <laughs> who's the guy that's quit? <laughs> who's a quitter? Uh, I don't know. I was doing a bad job of taking Joe it in Piscopo? for a long time. Joe <laughs> Wonder what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I used to think Dennis Leary was funny. Yeah, he and I was. think I don't know if he changed or I did. I think I think he. I think it may be both. Maybe but a little, right? More so him. We grew apart, Dennis yeah. Leary and I. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You. Maybe it was just because he was like snarling and cursing. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah, I used to love seeing him on MTV. Um, yeah. I, I was young uh, at the at the time. I don't know. I don't know how old I was, but seeing him doing that whole the whole smoking thing, right? Um, talking asshole, shit to the camera. Loved yeah. asshole. That was that was a big deal. So I wish he was funny again. What about uh? What about Dennis Miller? <laughs> I wish he was funny. Again. Yeah, I wish he was funny again. Well, he does. Uh, <coughs> Dennis does he Miller. Oh, Dennis Miller. He was abducted by aliens, I'm convinced. And that's not a, the same person. Okay. So, yeah, I wish those guys came back. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they stopped what they were doing and then came back to whatever they were doing that was good before. Okay, cha-cha. <laughs> uh, you were really good at doing impressions. That, that was I, I, I feel like I don't tell you that enough. Uh, then maybe the first time. Uh, so that... that is true. It's not enough. Um, but, yeah, I used to love Dennis Miller. Loved him on SNL. Um, I used to love watching his show on HBO. I thought it was really good. Uh, but then he got... I don't remember if on the show if he was that, like, right-wing. No. Um, because now it seems like he... It doesn't matter what it is. It's He's on O'Reilly a lot talking about a lot of different things, and they agree on so much. Right. His, uh, his, like, his like sarcasm and snark kind of turned into, like, smugness. Yeah. And I, like, I, I don't know. I wasn't aware enough when he was good in my mind to like know what he was talking about but I was always chuckling I think my dad watched his HBO show and now it's like I don't know it's like cheap pandering yeah I mean that's a good point because he would say some things in the maybe early to late 90s with his delivery that if and it was taken sarcastically yeah now if he says them it's it's the truth face value yeah yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of a a good example Uh, it doesn't really matter what it is uh, but uh yeah, you, yeah, you tune him out now. I, yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. He's he's so unfunny, you just tune him out. But like, did I just grow up and like get ideas and disagree with him now? Is that what happened? Did I just I like know. him using Tears for Fears for the fucking theme <laughs> yeah. song on his yeah. show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I still like that song. So what happened? It must have been him. Yeah, I still like everybody wants to rule the world. It's still yeah. the same song. Um, as far as uh, Patrice O'Neill, one quick uh, story I remember. He did this... It might have been with Dane Cook, too. Do you remember a reality show with uh, him, uh, some other guy, and possibly Dane Cook? No. Um, these details are the worst. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it had Patrice O'Neill, and they were touring, and they were doing stand-up. Um, and I just remember the, the whole point of this is a stupid story uh, of something he said, where he, he, he was trying to say that somebody was acting like one of the Three Stooges, but he said that someone was acting like a Three Stooge. Acting like a three stooge. (laughs) That's a great. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a classic black guyism, though. And it's. I love that kind of thing. It's so endearing to me because, like, it just shows enthusiasm for shit that's like outside of you know their cultural circle. They'll be like, "Oh, when Curly's would do shit. (laughs) Love when that Curly's would do shit. (laughs) He's my favorite three stooge." (laughs) 
I love that shit because it's just on a, like, you could just tell he liked something that much that even though like he had to like hide it from like his friends and family so they wouldn't make fun of him he was just that enthusiastic about it uh, is there anything that that you as uh, as yourself uh, kind of would be a guilty pleasure uh, or something that you wouldn't necessarily want people to know that you watch or are interested in I in the past three days I've watched the new Taylor Swift video maybe <laughs> 70 times <laughs> That's one of those things. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish I felt more shame about it because I kind of like I like the idea <coughs> of people thinking that's dumb, and then just me doing it anyway while also like you know making muscles or doing kickflips or something. <laughs> that would be my thing. Making muscles. <laughs> making muscles. Uh, that's a great phrase. Is muscles. that uh, you're talking working out? Yeah. Okay. I work out ironically. I work out all the time, ironically, because I just think it's hysterical to be super strong. Yeah, I love I, it you, makes me laugh. You post about how much, you can, <laughs> yeah, how much you can, how much you can lift. Oh yeah, all the time. I love lifting. It's my favorite. I'm like uh, saying it like super sarcastic because I am being sarcastic. Uh, what are what are some topics that you find coming up a lot in uh, in your stand up? Uh, again, just the uh, the, the I, I want to be like overbearingly positive to people. To the point where they can't disagree with me, while also demonstrating that I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about ever, and then that way I'm never responsible for saying anything good. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking about like you know where I am right now. That's pretty cool. Like uh, fantasies, like what I would do with money and stuff like that. That's all fun. And again, what just, would you do? I right now my current like rich guy thing, aside from like buying like going to a furniture store and buying furniture. <laughs> I would, <laughs> oh, I, I, and I'm desperate to just get a boat just to jump off of all the time. I would just take a boat out. <laughs> like if I quit my job, I would get a boat and I would take it out and I would just do flips off the boat, maybe nine hours a day. <laughs> you're you're going to be risking some boat DUI. I want to be so. a fucking boat guy so bad. <laughs> I have no idea where it came from. It, it popped up like overnight. Do not give a shit about boats. And suddenly I'm like, I gotta, I need a boat like right now. I've been calling friends like, you know anyone with a boat we could possibly go out on and just jump off just of? Just jump. Just jump right off. I don't know. I mean, if that means it's, like, easy to make me happy, perfect. That's fine. That's how I'll take that. Yeah. But you definitely risk boat DUIs. Yeah, no, you definitely risk boat DUIs. <laughs> I, just, I feel like an incomplete person until I get a boat DUI. You have to get a, what's his name? The the lawyer that Mike played? Oh, man. Uh, Michael Doherty? Yeah, Mike Doherty. Doherty. No, Mike Doherty. Out Mike of, Doherty. Uh, out of CJ McShenanigan hands, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker punch. I just got recognized as Uncle Rick last week, two weeks ago. I've heard about Uncle Rick. I don't know that I've that seen was, That was the part of the same series. There was a guy narrating knockout videos, and uh, two weeks ago I was getting. I was at Capajiro, and the girl, behind, <laughs> the girl behind the counter, she was like, aren't you that knockouts guy? <laughs> Single happiest moment of my entire life. <laughs> I was now I'm ashamed to go in because it feels like I'm fishing for like recognition. <laughs> just looking around, so I can just never have gelato again. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, not not for nothing, guy. Talking about gelato. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking I probably never even would drive one of those things. <laughs> you hand me the keys to a gelato. I'm not driving that shit. <laughs> uh, got like a bad ignition or something. I'm not doing that shit. What is it? What, what is it about furniture? That's one of the first things that you you do. I that's like the if there's two like rich guy behaviors that I can't imagine doing. Number one is like paying attention to a car commercial 
No one's, there's, there's never been a car commercial for me. And number two is I've never purchased a piece of like real furniture, and I can't imagine because I'd have to make payments on any kind of like on a computer chair. I'd have to make payments, not including IKEA because that's like the dollar store furniture. But like I see furniture stores up and down Walnut Street where I work every day. I'm just like, what kind of fucking millionaire do you have to be? To go in and be like, what kind of wood is this? I, I, I can't imagine. You'd have to inherit furniture money, as far as I'm concerned. Go down to the to the dump? Go, uh, I've been to the dump. That's all used, right? Uh, I think it's... It's also not much of a store. <laughs> That's more of a repository. <laughs> Sad furniture repository. Um, Definitely not a Raymore and Flanagan shopper. No. No, I wish. I mean, all this stuff looks so soft. <laughs> I've never. I haven't sat on anything without a spring hitting me. In I can't. I, no, never. Never in my life. I, I, if if someone would be like, "Hey, uh, you you want to go bed frame shopping?" I'd honestly, I'd be like, I'd convince myself that they were planning on trapping me and eating me. That's, <laughs> buying new furniture is like cannibal behavior in my head. That's not a, a human I can relate to. Uh, I had told you that I haven't owned a, a dresser in the, oh, last, yeah. Yeah, the last like four years or why so. Why would you own a dresser? Do you live oh. with your girlfriend or? No. Any kind of partner? I, no. no. I figure you out here. No, why would you own a fucking dresser? Who are you trying to impress with a dresser? Uh, I guess myself. I'm going to tell you the same thing I, I said backstage. I think not owning a dresser is sad. Why? Because... I've lived in the same place. For Imagine a while. all the other cool shit you could do with dresser money, though, instead of buying a dresser. <laughs> that that big that big dresser money. You're just churching up piles. That's all you're doing when you buy a dresser. <laughs> yeah, I think you would refer to it as a fancy pile. It's a fancy pile, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a pile you can move around easier. That's who cares. I think uh, if someone if someone were to tell me like, hey Tim, uh, or ask me like, what's what's the newest piece of furniture you own? I'd have to call my wife and ask her when the last funeral we went to was. <laughs> because there's, I mean, unless someone dies or gets, like, inherits a ton of money, we don't get furniture. We just get passed down shit. Bequeathed. Yeah, we get bequeathed. If you sit, if you sit on a, we have a, which one's the smaller couch? What's that called? Love seat. The love seat. If you sit on a, <laughs> can you cut that part out? Where I asked that fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the smaller couch? Yeah, uh, we got the bigger couch and we got the smaller couch. <laughs> if you sit on that, you're you're you sink so far down that you bottom out on the floor in my house. If you sit on our uh, small couch, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, we just have to live with this. It's right. this or get just get rid of it and not have one. Is a couch and a sofa different? No, I think it's the same thing. And uh, sofa people get really upset when you say couch. Sofa people. Uh. Yeah, whatever you call a, like the person who works at a furniture so store, like uh, like hoagie and and sub, the sub, yeah, sprinkles and jimmies, <laughs> sofa and couch, <laughs> sofa, yeah, sofa. I think is the like the monocle way to say it, <laughs> and and couch is like you know I I uh, I got nothing to live for. I work, I work at a gas station. Let me see your couch. <laughs> I've heard that line. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anything else you'd do with uh, with money if uh, if you ran into it, I guess, or if it was uh, bequeathed? Oh, I'd, I'd have a uh, Brazilian steakhouse installed in my house. <laughs> that's that's pretty much. Have you been to uh, what's the one Fogo de Chao? I've been to Fogo. I've been to Chima. I've uh, been to them all basically. I go like once every three weeks. Are you I go just to Fogo. on green the whole time? 
that car. Nah, no, no, I've, I've I've developed some finesse. I enjoy like the salad bar now. I, I, I you know I partake in the bread. I'm not going there to impress anybody now. I just go to enjoy myself, and it's the best. <clears throat> I've been there a couple times to Fogo de Chao. Uh, lunch, or, lunch or dinner? Brought to you by Fogo de Chao. <laughs> um, oh, man, I would love to get a free meal. I'll have to tweet at them or something. <laughs> uh, uh, dinner. Oh, okay. Dinner. And I don't eat anything the entire day. Yeah, uh, you got to save preparation. it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's you, you pay like a flat rate. Uh, and you, you're given a card uh, with a red side and a green side. Red is uh, back off. Red's like, stop giving yeah. me meat. Uh, Green's like, green give me keep fucking meat right now. Yeah, I need yeah. meat. Um, and uh, it's all you can eat. Chibui. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you fill up. It's good. I had a, I, I went on an off day recently, and I'm just still feeling ill from it. But uh, I'll forgive them. You know what I mean? There's ups and downs in any relationship. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Um... Anything as far as uh, comedy goes that you have that you would like to do? Uh, what would I like to do? Yeah. Is there anything that you see yourself, any, any kind of, uh, you know, quote-unquote career trajectory? Uh, I want to get on goals? film. I want to get on, on camera more. Um, stand-up's going pretty cool. I like it. I'm enjoying it right now, but I want to get on camera more. Even if it's just like a guy following me around doing cool shit. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, jumping stuff off of ramps or whatever, but... Uh, I don't know. Is there, t- is there a TV show yet where a guy just does flips? Uh, uh, don't, I, I think right. the closest thing might be America's Got Talent. <laughs> all right, don't tell me about that idea because that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, that's my next move. Okay. <laughs> show up. Uh, <clears throat> anything else? Anything else I'd like to do? Yeah. Eh, no, just the flips show. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess if I had uh, this kind of idea, like, organized, I'd probably be more effective. <laughs> yeah. No. Just, I, just uh, stuff I enjoy. I just want to not hate doing stand-up. Okay. Uh, one of the things I would like to see you do uh, is, uh, and I talked to you about it before, is a weekly, not a weekly show, but a monthly show with the Not For Nothing, uh, if we can work that out uh, with you and Mike. Yeah, that, that, I see that on the horizon. Yeah. That's got, got to be happening soon. Yeah, too. Uh, and an actual podcast, an actual uh, yeah. not for nothing podcast, because I think uh, it is wildly inappropriate. I think we're overdue. Actually, yeah. we gotta we gotta we gotta set that in motion. Uh, is there anything coming up that you would like to plug? Oh, I I am uh, opening at Helium Comedy Club from tonight until Sunday. Okay, there's like a hundred shows, I think. And uh, Sunday's going to be me and John McKeever and Craig Robinson, and I can't think of a better time in my brain. Craig Robinson from from the, the office. office, yeah, and John McKeever. Time Machine, John McKeever from the Internet, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna crush it I don't so know hard. John. It's gonna be so. Uh, you don't know John McKeever. I mean, I, I've never actually really met him, um, but I'm a big fan of just about everything. I do I've not, seen I do him not have a out. closer hetero relationship with anybody <laughs> than John McKeever, and he's my favorite person in the world. And I, yeah, yeah, the this the same Z's video uh, he did, if I'm not mistaken, the. Uh, Mike Doherty, Sucker Punch Attorney. Yeah, yeah, he shot and directed all and edited all those things. He actually shoots and directs and edits everything he does. It's crazy. I've also seen him do, um, we'll get back to you in a second, uh-huh. uh, an episode, not an episode, uh, uh, I guess it's an episode of uh, DTF here at the theater. Yeah, uh, with Daryl me. Fun Hour. Yeah, uh, it was a second. Um, <laughs> and that was one of the best uh, of that show. And that's an amazing show, so it's saying a lot. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check out DTF here at the theater. Uh, 
here at Fitz. I can't remember the that exact date. That is an incredible show. Uh, it's I think it's so like every, funny. It's, it's a, I forget. What, I'm not going to say the wrong thing, but yeah, the wrong uh, date. I love that show. Yeah, but that episode with you and him was so good. Yeah. It was so funny in it. Yeah, I, and we, we knew how funny it was going to be and how fun <laughs> it was going to be to do, and we were super stoked on it. We just showed up, and I think we were pretty drunk. Yeah, but, I, uh, I think so too. But we're not, we're not like disrespectful drunks, so no. we knew. And the show lends itself to, it's only going to be better Yeah, with with that. Yeah. Uh, from the and, audience uh, perspective and on stage. D- uh, Daryl and Timmery are like two of the smartest people I know. Yeah, and so, Daryl is one of the funniest people that's the other thing. that yeah. you meet. And, uh, you know, Timmery's funny too, yeah. but uh, I, I knew that they would just make sure it didn't fall apart. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was working with a safety net. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be opening up. For, Tom Segura uh, from tonight till Saturday, and okay. then Sunday is Craig Robinson. Awesome! It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. You know, we'll, we will since we actually do have some people here. Uh, <laughs> have some people here. Uh, is there anybody that might have a, a question for Tim? I know a lot about swords, so you can ask him about swords if you like. Yes. Yeah. You see the uh, Cold Steel YouTube videos? Oh my God! Yeah, those are hysterical. Actually, I learned everything I know about swords from making fun of YouTube videos. What is it? A Cold Steel? Yeah, Cold video? Steel is a company that makes swords, but they're all like modern and stuff. But uh, to advertise them, it's like a fat pudgy guy in a suit and a bunch of like uh, bodybuilders just swinging away on butchered pigs with their <laughs> products, and with like crazy new metal playing over it. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not for nothing guy talking about swords. <laughs> swords swords are the last line of defense behind a gun, and I can't own one of them. <laughs> fucking, I don't know about no sword law on the books, but fucking. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Anything at all? Yeah, Ned. Uh, Japanese katana or Scotch Claymore? I've, I've, I've learned recently that the uh, Japanese katana is total bullshit. <laughs> and when Japan sealed itself off from the Western world for hundreds of years, they missed out on all the cool-ass sword technology. So basically, if there's a katana, like, claymore sword fight, the katana, I mean, just doesn't have a chance. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Uh, did you see... <laughs> did you see that uh, Japan has recently allowed themselves, after, like, 70 years, to have an army... Is that true? Yeah. What's that for? Uh, <laughs> so did they find like a giant monster or something? What's <laughs> Japan fighting? Uh, I don't know exactly exactly why, but uh, fuck, that's probably the coolest army in the fucking world. I mean, I think that was everyone part has of Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to join the Japanese army so I can pilot a giant robot. The kaiju. The kaiju were the monsters. The uh, Jaegers were the oh, giant robots. I mean, come the fuck on. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know uh, what I signed up for here. I'm such an idiot. Um, what, did you like that movie? It was all right. You know they're doing a second. Yeah, I think they should cross over with Godzilla sooner than later. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know what I mean? Godzilla was good. I love Godzilla. Yeah, Brian Cranston uh, acting, his acting his fucking ass off. Yeah. It was amazing. Lending in some gravitas. Great, great um, sound, great effects, great uh, monster choreography. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favorite movie of the year. It's good. Um, all right, we will end it there. Uh, okay. Tim Butterly, thank you. Thank uh, you for having for, me. For doing this. It was a pleasure. Thank you all. Oh, everybody. Thank you for being Thanks. here with us.